If you find nutrition overwhelming, confusing, and seemingly contradicting, especially when it comes to losing weight or body fat, this episode is for you. With bucket loads of information on the internet that is so easily accessible and the age of social media where everyone is telling you what to do and what not to do, I'm here to cut through the crap and decipher the information for you. So let's clear up and simplify what actually matters when it comes to nutrition for fat loss. Are you a gym baddie committed to leveling up in all areas through health and fitness? This podcast is for you. Hi, hello. My name is Danika. I'm an online coach, personal trainer, and your host of Fit Chit Chat. I help women just like you stop spinning your wheels with a no BS approach so you can reshape your body, feel your strongest yet, and create confidence that is authentic to you. Together, we'll delve into all the topics that matter, how to maximize your progress in the gym, make nutrition a no-brainer, and streamline the process to make achieving goals simple. You are guaranteed to leave feeling educated, entertained, and empowered to become your baddest damn self. Hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Chit Chat podcast. So you would have heard from the introduction what we're chatting about today because I think this is something that so many women are running into when it comes to losing body weight or body fat is the fact that there is so much fucking information out there around nutrition. And like I said, with the age of social media where everyone seems to be, you know, a a nutrition expert or a personal trainer or an online coach, there is so much information out there. It's like information overload. You get overwhelmed. A lot of the time, to be honest, the information can either be incorrect, misleading, bias, skewed, thrown out of proportion, etc. So I'm not surprised that you get easily confused or overwhelmed. We start to get hung up on the little things that actually in the grand scheme of things don't really mean too much. And then we find losing body fat, which should be such a seemingly simple process, like in theory, it, it makes sense and it's easy to understand, but the actual implementation and going through the fat loss phase becomes overwhelming, confusing, and often unsuccessful. So let's jump into it. The way I want you to visualize what we're going to be talking about is imagine our pyramid. So we've obviously got the big chunky bit down the bottom and it goes narrower, narrower, narrower up until the tip. Okay. We're going to call this the pyramid of importance or like the hierarchy when it comes to fat loss. So starting at the bottom with the biggest, most important thing when it comes to achieving your fat loss goals is energy balance, okay? Calories in versus calories out. Calories are king. It's a saying I've picked up somewhere, but I'm going to rename it to calories are queen. So this is the most important part because at the end of the day, fat loss will not occur unless you are in a calorie deficit. So we need to be considering calories in versus calories out. That is a very big like blanket overarching rule that needs to be adhered. You can look at all the other things, the other four things in this pyramid that we're going to be talking about, which are less important. But if that big first step is not adhered to, like if we are not compliant with that calorie deficit, then the rest of the stuff doesn't matter anyway. So starting with energy balance, being in a calorie deficit, at the end of the day, as long as you're in a deficit, you will lose weight. So notice I'm saying weight here and not necessarily body fat because I will touch on the next one in a second and explain it a little bit deeper, but I want you to understand that unless you're in that calorie deficit, there will not be weight loss occurring, okay? Second one to this is macronutrients. So your macros, your protein, your fats, and your carbs. 
Now, when I said before about it will be weight loss, maybe not necessarily always fat loss, it's because this is where micronutrients can play a part into your fat loss result. Often with my clients, when I put them into a fat loss phase, I will say, hit your calories, your deficit calories, and hit your protein target. They're the two most important things. Reason being is when we're looking for a fat loss result that has some uh, emphasis or prioritization around your body composition, so we want a fat loss result that's going to lean towards a, a higher muscular build, we need to be prioritizing protein in that process to maintain what muscle we have. Okay, so we could just adhere to that bottom tier, that that calories in versus calories out, energy balance, energy deficit, and achieve weight loss. But we can't guarantee that some of that weight loss won't be muscle. And obviously, we don't want that to happen, right? We've been working hard on the gym. We're building muscle. We're creating this gorgeous physique, you know, curvy, big glutes, big shoulders. We've got this really nice um, V taper, little waist. We've created all this shape with the muscle mass that we've got in the gym. Let's not waste that away through a fat loss phase. So that's why I tell my clients, like, adhere to your, your calorie deficit, adhere to your protein target. And then fats and carbs, you can kind of skew how you want. I always say like the caveat to that is don't bottom them out. So as long as your fats aren't at like 10 grams or something ridiculous, or you've got no carbs coming in, then I don't mind what you do with those targets. You can swing them a little bit more when it comes to personal preference. I've probably said this on a podcast before, but I'm someone who actually naturally eats a little bit lower carb and actually prefers fats. Like I love my peanut butter, love my avocado, like all that stuff, cheese. So I would prefer to have my fats a little bit higher. And for women, fats are important. So I would prefer that women didn't like bottle out your fats. Um, I would say roughly, if you want to know, around 0.8 grams of fat to your kilo of body weight. So 0.8 to about one. So say you're a 70 kilo female, you could go around 70 grams, maybe a touch below 60 grams of fat in a day. But anyway, I'm digressing. Let's not get into the nitty gritty too much. I'm trying to simplify this. So the second tier is macronutrients. And that's why we're saying we're looking at fats, carbs, and protein. I would say go bottom tier calorie deficit, second tier protein needs to be adhered to when we're looking for a specific body composition result. Okay. They're the two things that matter the most. Second, sorry, third level, we're going to be looking at micronutrients. So obviously micronutrients are really important as well. Micronutrients are these little, little things that we need that um, are going to help with the function of our body. So they're our overall health. They contribute to like your bone health and your immune system. And it's just the way that your body is going to function optimally. This is when we look at, you know, the, the health things, getting in fruit, veg, all that sort of stuff. And this is why we can't just eat shit and go, if it fits your macros and put whatever you want in. Because at the end of the day, looking at the hierarchy of importance, if your deficit is adhered to, that was tier one, and you're keeping your protein target where it needs to be, that's tier two, looking at macronutrients, we can't just fill those amounts with shit. Realistically, yes, you could. You could eat in a calorie deficit and fill those, uh, fill that amount with, you know, fast food, highly processed food. Lots of like takeaway options. You could just have all that kind of, I guess, quote unquote, junk food and still lose body fat. Absolutely you can because you've adhered to the most important tier of the pyramid of importance, right? In theory, you still would. 
But micronutrients will play a part into it because you want to feel good in the process, right? You're going to start to get some really shitty side effects if you're just filling your diet with junk food. And that's whether you're in a, a deficit or not, right? If you're living off takeaway options and crappy deep fried food all of the time, no wonder you're going to feel like dog shit. So third component is filling your food, you're filling your food and your diet with micronutrient dense foods. So like whole foods. I want us to notice that that is the third tier of importance, right? Because like I said, at the end of the day, you don't have to have highly micronutrient food in order to lose weight as long as that calorie deficit is adhered to. Because if you think about it, say you've got a, a diet that is filled with whole foods, nutrient-rich foods, you're getting all your micronutrients in, but you're eating an overwhelming amount of food that is higher than your maintenance calories, you're going to end up putting on weight. So it doesn't matter that you're you're not consuming wait, it doesn't matter that you're consuming micronutrient healthy rich food if the calorie deficit isn't adhered to. This is when you hear people say, oh, but I eat clean and I only eat healthy foods. Yeah, that's all well and good. But if you're eating at a calorie surplus, you're still going to gain weight. The chances are, and I'll give you a little bit of extra detail. If you are eating like solely clean, healthy, I say clean with like in quotation marks, healthy, nutrient rich foods, it is a lot harder to eat into a surplus because those foods are so satiating. They're so filling. You'd have to eat a lot of those foods in order to get enough calories to put you into a surplus. But it is still possible. It still absolutely is still possible. That's why micronutrients comes up as the third importance in our pyramid of importance. The fourth one I want to talk about is meal timing and frequency. So this one's really interesting because I know this one is close to my heart from, you know, years ago when I was trying to decipher all of this shit myself, but meal timing and the frequency of your food coming in isn't as important as you probably think it is. I had a client once say to me, you know, she was following a meal plan and if she didn't feel like that certain meal at that certain time of the day, she just skipped it and didn't have it all together. And I said to her, I'm like, why don't you just have it later in the day when you do feel like it? Or, you know, if she couldn't eat it because she got stuck in a meeting at work, she's like, oh no, I've missed that meal now. And I was like, cool, just eat it when you get out of the meeting then. If you're hungry, like go for it. And she was a little bit taken back. She was like, what What do you mean I can just have it later in the day? And I said, because meal timing and frequency and when you consume your food throughout the day isn't as important as you think. What matters at the end of the day, is what you've consumed in total. Whether you want to eat in the morning, whether you want to eat in the afternoon, whether you want to spread your food throughout the day, if you're someone that just wants to have lunch, afternoon tea, and dinner, maybe you're someone that wants to have five or six meals, so you're going to go breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, dessert. It doesn't matter your meal timing or the frequency, how often you eat throughout the day. It matters your total at the end of the day. So this is where... You know, some people are like, oh, you can't eat carbs after 6 p.m. because it's going to make you fat. No, it's not. <laughs> if it's if it's in within your calorie budget for the day, if it still comes inside of that calorie deficit, then your body doesn't suddenly go, oh, it's 6 p.m. now, like this carbohydrate is going to turn into a fat. It doesn't, your body doesn't know what time of day it is. It just sees the calories as calories and they come in. So meal frequency and meal timing isn't as important as you think. Like we're literally up to number four or five of importance. So meal timing and frequency is more of a personal preference. You know, I have clients that don't want to eat breakfast and I'm like, that's cool. Don't. (laughs) Unless it like throws out the rest of your day and you end up binging because you've skipped breakfast. That's the only time I'd be like, hey, 
why don't we try and implement breakfast? But when it comes to achieving a fat loss goal, maybe that's actually helpful for you to like push out your breakfast to mid-morning or something. Maybe that's what you want to do. So it is definitely a personal preference. And, you know, some people want a big breakfast, lunch, dinner. Or like I said before, some people want all of the snacks and all of the meals. So meal timing and frequency is number four out of five when it comes to the pyramid of importance. So I want to recap, we've gone energy balance or total calories adhering to your calorie deficit is massive. That's the biggest one. Then we move into macronutrients. So this, how that's split up. And especially if you're chasing a physique or a body composition result, then that also matters. Then we move into micronutrients because we obviously want our body to function well and we want to be health and we healthy and we want to work at an optimal level. Then we move into meal frequency or meal timing. That can also, I want to say one more thing, actually, that can be looking at your pre and post training nutrition too. If you want to get more into the nitty gritty, you can look at, you know, having some good carbohydrates pre-training, getting some protein and carbohydrates post-training. Why am I out of breath talking today? Um, Post-training, I'm going to say it's the coffee. It's hit me way too hard. You can look at the like the, the meal timing around your training sessions, but that's not super important. At the end of the day, it's like what you have in your total day. And coming into number five of the things that actually matter when it comes to the pyramid of importance for fat loss, and this is the tippy top. This is like the tiny little one percenter tip that if you're even considering this right now and you're not achieving a fat loss result, then I wouldn't be worrying about it at all because it's not really important in the grand scheme of things. A lot of people can achieve a fat loss result without without even considering this tip of the pyramid. And what I'm talking about is supplementation, okay? I'm talking training supplements, getting in like a fiber supplement, greens powders, all of these things don't really necessarily mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Because again, you could be having a greens powder every day, but if you're eating in a calorie surplus, you're not going to lose body fat. You could be having your Metamucil fiber supplement and going, oh, this is great for my digestion. Yeah, cool. But if you're in a calorie surplus, you're going to be gaining weight. If you're eating at maintenance, you're not going to be losing weight. So when I look at the first one I mentioned was training supplements. We're talking about pre-workouts. We're talking about BCAAs. We're talking about even like creatine. We, we know creatine is an amazing supplement, heavily researched, the most researched and backed supplement out there that can aid in your training. But again, when we're looking at fat loss, creatine is not going to make you lose fat. So hierarchy of important, it's not really up there. Training supplements are that one percenter. And, you know, maybe taking a pre-workout before you train gives you that extra boost of energy and G's you up for a big session. Amazing. But it's not going to be the difference between you losing body fat and not. The same as fat burners. Fuck, this is a big one. Fat burners. I absolutely hand on heart was that girl that took a fat burner every single day. I will tell you when I was at uni and I was in my prime of like supplement taking, loved going to the supplement store. I had a million and one things in my cupboard that I was like super anal about taking all of the time. Although girl couldn't lose body fat to save her life because my pyramid of importance was definitely the wrong way around. I used to take this fat burner and it was called, hmm, it was called, I want to say Black Labs something. I can't remember. Anyway, and the flavor was like cherry bomb or something like that. Anyway, the point I want to make is this fat burner used to make me like physically sick. Within half an hour, 20 minutes to half an hour, I would be like 
getting actual nausea. Like, you know, when you get that tightness in the jaw and then the like saliva starts brewing before you vomit. Literally, this was me. And I would still take it every day because I was like, no, I need to take this supplement in order to lose body fat. How ridiculous is that, right? I was to the point of making myself nauseous rather than just looking at my diet and training well. But, you know, we live and we learn. So if you're hung up on like having your supplements every single day, but your diet is not adhered to a calorie deficit, you're going to be like Danica in uni who's not getting anywhere with her progress. So training supplements are like nil. The fat loss is not a miracle. The fat loss burner, the fat burner is not a miracle supplement. So you can just get rid of that. That's the other one is L-carnitine. Like I know so many girls are still like drinking that L-carnitine thinking that's going to be the make or break for them. It's not. When I talk about fiber supplements, I think getting an additional fiber, if you're not getting it through your diet alone, amazing. Like take a fiber supplement, but remember it's not the reason you're going to be losing body fat. If it helps you get more fiber into your diet, maybe you're not consuming enough through your foods you're eating. And sometimes that can happen when we get a little bit deeper into the depths of our deficit. You know, obviously calorie deficit, we're consuming less food. So maybe you are getting less fiber in your day just because of, you know, the fact that you're eating less food. So maybe that's when you do supplement. But remembering that that's not, you know, a necessary part of it. You don't need to run out and buy a fiber supplement. The same as greens powders. A lot of people see greens powders as being a great way to get some extra vitamins and minerals in, like those micronutrients that we spoke about. And at the end of the day, like, you know, if you are really in the depths of your deficit, maybe you need to supplement with a greens powder. But I would say first and foremost, focus on getting it through your food. Because with the greens powder, you're going to miss out on a lot of the other benefits that come from eating whole fruits and veggies. Okay, you're getting a a compounded, dense powder form. You're going to lose out the fiber that you get from, you know, eating eating the apple or eating the broccoli or whatever you're having. You're also going to miss out from the water intake that you can get through fruits and veg. Think about like cucumbers and how water dense they are. You're missing out that hydration factor. So green supplements are probably just a really expensive but convenient way of getting those in. You could just literally just fill your diet with fruit and veg and be ticking off fiber and micronutrients, etc. So supplements are like that top tier of the, the pyramid of importance. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here and I want to say one more thing um, just before I finish this off, but looking at the pyramid again, I'm going to say energy balance or calorie deficit, massive, massive bottom one. Then we look at macronutrients, especially protein. Then we go into micronutrients, then meal timing and frequency and then supplementation. Consider this like your building blocks of your fat loss. Do not move on to the next stage, next phase of this pyramid unless you've clocked the level before. If you haven't adhered to your calorie deficit, that bottom tier, don't even fucking worry about trying to get your macronutrients and or your micronutrients. And then once you've got that, it's like meal timing. Like you could consider this, I've got to tick off all of these levels before I even get to considering supplementation. So The last thing I want to leave you with here is diet overtraining always when we come to fat loss as well. You can can see from this uh, podcast, we've spoken specifically about the nutrition side of the fat loss phase. And you might be sitting there wondering, okay, so where does training play a part in this? I thought you were going to talk about like maybe training being in the, the pyramid of importance somewhere. 
but you can never out-train a diet. If a poor diet is there, if you're eating in a calorie surplus, your training doesn't matter. And we're not training for calorie burn anyway, okay? Think about it this way. You could lose body fat or lose weight being in a calorie deficit without training because a calorie deficit doesn't talk about training. It talks about calories in versus calories out. So if you're consuming less than you're, you're burning throughout the day, you're going to lose body weight, whether you're training or not. We do want to train, though, if we have a body composition result. So again, specifically for you, when I know that you're in the gym, you need to be continually training to keep that muscle mass. The same reason we need to keep that protein high in the deficit as well is to maintain that lean muscle mass that we have. If we stop training, there is obviously the chance that we are going to get muscle wastage through the deficit. Your body will potentially burn off some of that muscle that you've built um, during the fat loss phase. So if we consider training in this equation, it's more of a maintenance standpoint. We want to maintain the muscle mass that we've got. We want to keep that physique that we've built and just strip back the fat. Whereas if we stop training altogether, there is potential for muscle wastage. But at the end of the day, do we need to train in order to lose body fat? No. Super interesting, isn't it? All right. That is it for me. I'm going to wrap it up here. I am off for my uh, second run of the week. Guys, if you haven't followed me on Instagram and see my little updates about me learning to run 5K before I become a dog mum in a couple of months' time, it's a, it's a, it's a out of my comfort zone. But hey, we can do hard things. Sometimes it's fun to get outside your comfort zone. So I'm off for a run. Hopefully you guys have taken away some really um, key components in there. Please send me a DM. I'd love to hear what you learned from this episode. Maybe there's one of these things that you've been putting more importance on than you should have or something that you've fallen for in the past that you're like, fuck yeah, I used to do that too. Absolutely send me a DM. Uh, link in the show notes to find me and also for an application for my one-to-one online coaching. If you want to decipher through all of this nutrition bullshit that's online and actually receive, uh, actually achieve the fat loss result that you are chasing. All right. That is it from me. Have an amazing week guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on this episode of fit chit chat. I have three things for you. One, make sure you subscribe. So you don't miss a single drop Two. Share this episode on your social media and tag me in it. And three, follow me on Instagram and slide into my DMs. Let me know what resonated with you. Details in the show notes. And until next week, goodbye.